Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm so excited to have you here with us today because we have a very special guest with us. We have today Dr. Stacy Loro. She is a board certified psychiatrist and trained psychoanalyst and also a spiritualist. And she has 25 years of experience with her. And today she is going to be talking to us about how trauma relates to spirituality and to awakenings and how we need to be more aware of our emotions and releasing them instead of holding them in like we've all been taught to do over the years. So I cannot wait to dive in and talk to her. We want to thank you so much, Dr. Stacy, for being here with us today. Thank you, Melissa. It's such an honor. I love your show and the concept and the meaning that it brings to people. So I'm uh, honored. Thank you so much. And I love that you're here right now because um, you did not know this, but a few weeks ago, I had a listener reach out to me and ask, is trauma, like does trauma trigger a spiritual awakening? And I thought that was an interesting question and I answered it as best as I could. And we did an episode about it, um, but I have very limited knowledge about that. I was just basing it on my own experience and the experience I've had from others. So I would love for you, to give us your thoughts on trauma, spiritual awakenings, and also how we can better deal with trauma. But before we get into all of that, because that is just such a huge umbrella, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started working with people who have experienced trauma. Okay. So um, I guess really it started, I was just a very compassionate kid and knew from an early age that I wanted to help people um, heal. Uh, originally, I thought I went, was going to med school for um, other reasons. I thought maybe helping people with cancer or helping, you know, be, being a pediatrician. Um, and I did an internship in internal medicine, and then I switched and I started to do pediatrics. What I realized during my training was that in, in my perception, a lot of illness and a lot of hindrance to healing from illness related to emotional, social, biological, you know, uh, complex issues. And I therefore decided I was going to make a shift into psychiatry. And I, <laughs> I thought uh, psychiatry would be sort of the, the wave of the future, um, that, that we had come a long way and a lot of other um, areas of, of healing. And there was probably, I felt the least amount known about the brain and as it, especially as it relates to emotions and, um, our personality. Um, so from there, I, uh, did a psychiatry residency and I eventually opened a private practice and I really felt that it was important to um, combine therapy with medications. I never felt medications were, um, for, especially for, um, milder, mild, milder illnesses, outpatient type illnesses, um, depression and anxiety and, uh, things of that nature, trauma, um, was a long-term answer. And I felt that, uh, it should be combined with therapy. So I then trained for four additional years in psychoanalysis, psychotherapy. Um, and then I went through <laughs> my own trauma. So it brings us to 
um, does that lead to a spiritual awakening? I think that my spiritual awakening probably started before the trauma, unbeknownst to me. Um, but that the trauma probably awakened me to the awakening that needed to occur. So I would say that trauma doesn't always lead to an awakening. I think it's often an uh, opportunity to get your attention to take that opportunity to open yourself, to expand your consciousness and to awaken. My definition of awakening and expanding your consciousness is um, learning that we are all one, that we are all energetically connected and uh, that everything is love, that, that really love powers everything. And like Star Wars, I think the light overcomes the dark, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I like that analogy. So um, you said that you started going through your own spiritual awakening before you had a traumatic event. So how, what was your awakening like? Because I know it's different for different people, um, but what was it like for you? Like, how did you, what signs do you think you had that you were starting to go through a spiritual awakening? Um, well, all my life, I guess, you know, typically you go throughout life and people say, do you believe in God? Do you believe, you know, what do you believe? Um, my father was Catholic. My mother started out, um, I think, uh, I can't remember what religion and switched Jeho to Jehovah's witness and, and neither religion was really appealing to me. However, I always felt that there was the possibility um, that there was something beyond, something more. I just didn't agree with um, dogma or a narrow-minded approach of, you know, sure. we're gonna burn in hell or only we know what's the truth or, um, and when I, when my kids were in elementary school, um, they both, one right after the other got very sick with a GI illness and they were up all night and I was up for 48 hours with them. Um, after I finally went to sleep, <laughs> I awoke um, with this dream of, it's very, it's very, still very moving to me. I guess I, I would say some, something beyond, um, the, the 3D realm, something possibly angelic. Um, saying, you know, your purpose in life as a, as a psychiatrist and, and for other um, psychiatrists and psychotherapists um, is to awaken people to unity consciousness. Wow. And um, it was, an incredibly loving feeling that people describe when they've had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. You just feel so uplifted and, and loved. And um, I woke to that and the feeling stayed for so long, but of course, um, you know, you, you question it and, and I had no idea what it really meant. And I thought, well, I was tired. Maybe it was that sort of uh, what they call a hypnopompic, uh, hallucination or, or illusion while, while you're awakening. And um, 
so I think um, I probably missed at that time the, the full extent of the meaning of that. And uh, perhaps what you resist persists. And my life started to go in some ways downhill from there. And I went through a very traumatic divorce. Um, and I guess uh, along those lines, looking to psychiatry and therapists, I found a lot of support maybe for what I've gone through, but a lot of, but in that support included you know, permission to kind of stay in the anger and to be sort of indignant and to be, and I, and I felt like my life kept getting worse. And after a certain amount of time, I just felt I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I decided to start, uh, I took some time off from work, started a meditation practice and decided, um, you know, I was going to forgive my X and I was going to come from the perspective that this happened for a re reason and this was meant to uh, better me and um, just a snowball of effects from that um, where my life just started to turn around and improve and even my relationship with my ex right now is is very different and he's in my opinion very different toward me um, I through my meditation, I, I feel like I, I received a lot of um, guidance and information. Some people might call it download. Some people, you know, might might be from the collective conscious or whatever. But um, my feeling is that um, Einstein's equation E equals m c squared. If you if you look at if you look at matter and you take you know you you try to manipulate the equation for matter, what is, what is matter? That would be energy divided by, you know, C squared, the, the, the speed of light. And so we all are energy. We're all from energy. We all have energy. We, we're, and, and science have net, has now proven that uh, quantum physics, that we are vibrating particles of energy, that we're made up of 99% uh, energy and really the mass is is very um small it's, it's almost i guess a good analogy would be if you look at a tv screen you don't see the pixelated dots but because our mind uh, puts the picture together in a certain certain way that's what our senses do but that they're actually pixelated dots and that's sort of what we are and that if everything is energy then whatever we do and again, science is proving this too, affects everything around us. So if we're vibrating in a higher vibration, we're putting higher vibration out into the universe, it's raising the vibration of everything. Just like in an ocean, if you drop a pebble and it, it ripples outwards. Um, and so that's sort of my philosophy of, of unity consciousness is that we are all energy and whatever, and our thoughts are energy, our thoughts have, electromagnetic waveform, which, um, which has been shown and you can see on EEG and, and meditation can change the waveform. Um, and that waveform extends out. And so our thoughts and our emotions, which are all interconnected affect all, all that is around us. Yeah. And I think by, by 
energetically coming from a position of love and feeling into love and, and transmuting your thoughts from, from fear and anger into love really can, can change your life. Yeah, I agree. Because when you um, are coming from a place of fear and anger, you have a totally different reaction to what someone says or what someone does than if you're coming from a place of love. So it really does change the course of everything. Yes. And it changes your own biochemistry as well, as we know too, that, you know, that's the other thing when, when somebody does something, maybe that's, you find upsetting you, you allow to upset you, it changes your biology and then it can, can affect your health. So it's also very important in that way. Yeah, I found it really interesting that you said that a lot of the physical ailments that people experience often come from the emotional that they haven't really dealt with. And I know for years, people have been told just like suck it up and like move on. And and so now I know we were talking a little bit earlier that you feel it's so important for people to actually acknowledge their emotions and to deal with them. So how do you work with people? Because I know generations of people have been told to stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Right. So right. how do you work with people and help them to uh, acknowledge and deal with those emotions so that they can get them out and then also move on to live a healthier life? Yeah. So um part of it is, is some education and, and some practice so that our emotions are a form of communication that our body has with us. And it's not the emotion itself that's a problem. It's what we do with the emotion that can be a problem. So that if we're angry, that's okay. It's okay to be angry. If we're sad and crying, that's okay. That's, that's our body telling us something is sad here and it gets our attention. And what we wanna do is, is look at it and learn from it. So um, I'm angry because I have a friend that repeatedly, you know, is not um, just does whatever they want without considering me. There's no mutuality. Um, there's no reciprocity in the relationship. Um, so what I need to do is make a decision. The anger is telling me, look, look at this. Look, look, something's going on here. And you have choices. You can, you can, you can stay in that relationship and accept this is the way it's going to be. You can, you can say, you know what, this, I'm going to try to talk to this person about it and see how they respond and, and go from there. Or you can say, you know, this is just not, I'm, I'm not feeling that it's healthy for me and I need to, I need to move away from this person um, and shift in that way. Um, sadness, the same thing, uh, you know, um, sad things happen to people and um there's usually something that we can learn from the sadness and sometimes it's also a message about about love that um sometimes when we feel so sad about something it's also uh acknowledgement that it's because we are very loving um so it's just a i guess a little summary, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it depends on each individual case. Um, the other thing I'm big on is um, teaching people that really they're their own healers. And that's another shift I think that's occurring with, with the great awakening that's going on right now is um, it's no longer um, 
just that you go to a healer. Some people are at that stage and that's what they need at the time. But um, more and more, I'm trying to teach people about their own power of healing and their own power of the mind. The mind is very powerful. Um, and you can really um, transform your physical health and your emotional well-being and your social uh, well-being with the power of your mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's incredible. The mind is a very powerful thing for sure. For sure. And so one of the other things that you talked about is that you're kind of wanting to see the shift in um, the world of psychoanalysis and of psychiatry. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, how do you want to see those areas shift for people? Um, there's a lot of ways I can approach that question. It's a really good question. And what's coming to mind is a lot of people like to read uh, Brene Brown. And she talks about allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And I get it and I get that it's helpful to people, but I would like to see a shift in the understanding of that in that love is actually invulnerable. So that by making yourself quote vulnerable and, and loving, uh, being uh, unconditional love, sharing unconditional love um, and acceptance and um, it really makes you invulnerable that you, you really can't be hurt if no matter what somebody else does, you, you stay in a space of love. And, a, and, an, and that space of love also encompasses the highest good of all. Yeah. So it, it may be that you are self-loving and um, set up boundaries and step away from that person, regardless of the fact that they hurt you and say, you know, that person is just... Um, however you want to put it, lost their way, or that's, they're not, whatever, however you want to think about it, but still that, that um, you can still love them. You can still love their essence, maybe not their behavior, maybe not how they're approaching things at the moment. Um, and that keeps you healthy too. It keeps your vibration high. It keeps you protecting yourself. It keeps you hoping the best for them and really sharing, um, again, in a loving, energetic vibration and really raising the vibration of, of really the planet in, in essence. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's so important too. And it's a hard lesson for a lot of people to understand, but oftentimes when other people act out or they do something, the behavior is more about them than it really is you. And if you can, it's hard to have that attitude, but if you have the attitude of like, I'm just going to look out for myself and I'm going to take care of me, then, you know, it makes it easier, but that's a difficult thing because a lot of people take things personally, but other people. It, it's so difficult, Melissa, because we've been trained all of our lives since we were born that, you know, when somebody hurts you to, you know, lash out and quote, protect yourself. And, um, by, by saying, you know, oh, they're worse than me or they did something wrong and just staying angry and and I think again that that's where so we've gotten to this shift where I think more and more we're hearing it's okay to feel our feelings but I don't but I think we need to shift even further now the leading edges that um, to not stay in anger that the anger is pointing something out to us but to to transmute that to love by by again being loving towards yourself 
and being loving toward that person, which doesn't mean staying in a relationship and letting them have however they want. Um, you know, a loving relationship is one that includes mutuality and reciprocity, but it does, it means not staying indignant. That's not loving towards yourself either. That's again, it's bringing your energy and vibration down and, and affecting you also negatively. So um, that's a great point. It is very difficult. It takes practice upon practice upon practice upon practice. And it's another way you can be kind to yourself is that you work on it and then you will slip up time and again. And you, when you catch yourself, you say, Oh, I'm so glad I caught myself. Let me, let me take a look at this. Let me see how I could look at this differently and handle this differently and try again. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, we, we've been doing it one way over and over and over for so long. It's sort of like a pathway in the woods that's trodden. As soon as you get that certain trigger to act a certain way, you're down that path. And so it, you know, give yourself time and forgiveness and understanding and compassion to, to create a new pathway. So you, so you notice that you're on the trodden path and you say, okay, I know I'm going to work on building a new pathway. I mean, I'm glad I noticed. Yeah. And uh, after time, that new pathway becomes more trodden and easier to go down. Do you have a technique that maybe you use with your clients so you know that this particular thing triggers them? And you know that when this happens, or even maybe in your own life, you've just noticed, when this happens, I usually am triggered. How do you, or what advice do you give to clients to like stop notice and bring them out of that so that they don't immediately go to that place of fear and fear-based thinking and anger and the resentment and all of those lower energies? Um, oh, that's a really, really good question. And I'm not sure because it's easier to say, try to catch yourself beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, I think, um, I think what I like to say is, is to have that in, you know, in your mind or in the back of your mind and um, to work on it and, and of course try, but, but that when you go down the path, you don't want to go on to when you notice it again, you, you, you know, to try to notice it and to be just forgiving and to just understand and start building on that new pathway. Um, because it's a really hard thing, you know, when you're triggered again, like I said, it's, it's the, pathway that's so clear that your brain just goes Zoop, and you're sprinting down that former alley and um so i just really try to emphasize to uh allow yourself time and multiple multiple um not even i mean maybe you'd call them mistakes but um of, of doing it the old way and, that, and that's definitely going to happen over and over and it's really, it's going to take time. And so to allow yourself that time. Yeah. Well, I think just learning how to be gentle with yourself too, because that's another big problem is most of us, if we go back to that place, that fear-based thinking, we want to beat ourselves up over it, you know, like, oh, here I am again, and going right down that same path again. And then we get angry at ourselves and we're very we're more critical of ourselves than I think anybody else could ever be. So it's difficult for people to also show themselves compassion. It's so difficult. Yeah. So that's huge. And, 
and trying to remember also um, that you're you really have power over your thoughts and and emotions and that shifting them will really dramatically affect your life and improve your life and it will happen slowly over time but it will make such a difference and so if you can give yourself that compassion and remember um, to go on to the next best thought to and that and that things will shift and it's one thing i think people also don't always understand is it's like layers of an onion you deal with something and you're like, yeah, I healed that. And then something else happens that triggers you. You're like, I thought I healed that. And you know, that happens to me in my own life. No question. I was having that experience. You know, there's always my whole life I've been taught, oh, money doesn't grow on trees and you know, you have to work hard for your money. So I've developed this pattern my whole life of being worried about money. And when I went through my spiritual awakening, one of the things that I had to deal with was getting rid of that lack mindset and the fact that there doesn't need to be fear surrounding money because I always have enough, you know, there's always enough, but that keeps coming up for me. It's like another layer of that onion that something will happen and I'll go, Oh my gosh, I don't have enough. And I do. It's like a set of circumstances that just happened to fall a certain way to make me feel like I wasn't going to have enough. And for me, I know like that's a lesson, like that's, that was a trigger that needed was reminding me there's still a little bit of this fear you have that you have to address and you need to sit with and look at and say okay i know this is here but i know this is not true like i'm always taken care of so i feel like you probably see that in your own practice that people they oh, yeah. feel and then it's like oh here it's happening again because that's the number one question i get is why is this happening again i thought i healed this Oh yeah, over and over. Because there are different layers and different nuances to it, and absolutely. And it, and again, it's been so ingrained. I mean, you know, however, however old somebody is, if they're thirty years old, they've been doing this for thirty years, forty years old. For, I mean, every day of your life, forty years, every day. So it takes time to change, absolutely. And um, yeah, so that's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And then you you reminded me too. The other thing I do and this isn't for everybody but i i do believe that we do have energy centers and so i'm big on um clearing chakras and meditating and personally i also call in um you know archangels and spiritual guidance which isn't for everyone and and you don't have to do that and you certainly can do these healings you know heal without that um i just find that that to me is very powerful and helpful to me yeah and you had your own experience with an angel so i you know it's understandable that you feel that presence um because people who i think are aware of the angels and who work with them you do feel their presence very strongly and sometimes it is at night because i always think that you're you know it's easier for you to see something or get that download or get that information when you're in that state because you're more relaxed and not in our brains overthinking and (laughs) yeah your cognitive mind is sort of letting its guard down and push you know maybe pushed out of the way a little or you know you're in that uh, different brainwave state that allows you to perceive that more yeah and I really want to thank you for sharing your experience with us because I know that's very personal thing but um well, you know that, and, and I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's the other thing that I think is so important is that even though um, 
I've gone to school for these things. I'm, I'm still human and we're all the same. That's, you know, that's the point of unity consciousness is that um, I have, I've gone through things just as you have and we're all these spiritual beings on a spiritual journey trying to find our way. And uh, I think it's important to acknowledge that um, we're all going through a journey, we're all in this together and that we can all help each other. And I think it's so helpful when, when people hear that, that I, I think it's sort of a silly premise to go to a physician and think that they have no issues and everything is <laughs> fine, and, <laughs> fine and handy. Um, and I think it's misleading and I think it can cause other problems. It can make people feel like, well, how am I ever supposed to heal? They, they're this other category from me. And, and that's not true. Yeah. Someone just mentioned that on the show the other day that, you know, they went to a medical physician and they couldn't find the answers. And they basically just told this person, like, you know, it's it's in your mind or it's just, you know, and she said, I trusted this person because he was a physician. Right. On doing more research and going to a naturalist, they actually discovered that she had Lyme disease, but she wouldn't have known that if she had just, you know, stayed with this one physician and said, Oh, I trust you because, you know, you went to school and you have the white coat. Right. But we are, we're all human. We're all, you know, we all make mistakes. We're all fallible. So I think people need to remember that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, I guess I'm reminded too of another, um, so I have a, I have a book and, and the book talks about this too but I've watched some people do podcasts, some therapists. And what I like to try to do in, in therapy and when I'm teaching is to, is to use the term we um, instead of, you know, you come here with this issue and you think you're not good enough, you are good enough. But when you say we, it's, you know, I, I, we all have these issues. Yeah. You know, we, we are good enough. And I love the, I know people get frustrated with the political language of, you know, um, gender. I love it. I'm so glad and grateful for it. And I actually think that instead of using the single pronoun for a single person of he or she, that we should be they. I think they and we is a term that is fitting for the uh, awakening and the shift that's occurring in consciousness that we are all connected and that we also have multiple parts of ourselves mm-hmm. that we're uniting. Yeah. And yeah, because it's really only here on this 3D earthly plane that we have these physical bodies and that we're assigned this or that. Yes. You're in spirit, none of that really exists. So and just like time doesn't exist the way that we think that it does. And it's hard for our human brains to conceive these things but it's really how it is and so it's I think interesting to me because I've had so many people say to me like I don't feel like I belong here I don't like it here and it's too heavy here and to me that's like their spiritual their spirit remembering Remembering. what it was like remembering yeah Yeah. totally I totally agree and I think also I, I I agree. I, I think that each generation in general is a more, more evolved than we are. And so when we see more transgender and gay and openness about it, or, you know, um, 
it's um it's 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 more evolved we we are both masculine and feminine in spirit and and when people say oh the divine feminine it's the power of women no it's the power of everyone and and the feminine is coming more to the front and joining with the masculine that we all have but it's male feminine femininity too it's it's their ability to love and to expand their consciousness too and um their ability to be open and expressive and 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 loving um so that to me is the divine feminine it's the spiritual feminine that we all have whether whatever physical gender uh we are yeah and i think it's interesting that you said you know we're more evolved and i think that's true i think we are evolving and you can see it it's only here that we want to place everyone in a box like you need to go neatly into this box and we're starting to realize people don't fit in nice little neat boxes that we shouldn't be assigning different things to people from birth you know it's all about this whole transformation is about unlearning it's about unlearning all of the things that we've been taught and realizing you know like religion all of the dogma that you talked about earlier, people are waking up and realizing, wow, you know, I do believe in God, but I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. And I don't believe this happens. There's a reason people are awakening to that. We're seeing that more and more in our society. But the problem is people, I think, are afraid of what this is representing to them. You know, well, if we let this happen, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is what's supposed to happen. We're being like shaken up, like wake up, see we're all one and we're all spirits. And it, you know, it's not supposed to really be like it is here. We, we remember those of us that are starting to remember like, wait, I could move so easily back and forth wherever I wanted to go. I could talk to people without having to say anything. Like we just knew what the other person, you know, we could communicate that way. We're starting to be more like that here. Yes. And I think that's scaring people who maybe aren't as evolved as. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, for for sure. And I think those people will evolve. It's just they're not ready. And I think, you know, we don't need to force them or and that whatever we say goes into their subconscious and our subconscious kind of chews on it. So I think it's all just progressing. But yeah, it's it's actually really um, exciting to me that we're uh, evolving and that we're allowed that, you know, I feel very privileged to be around right now and to see this transformation that's occurring towards um, unconditional love and 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 peace and forgiveness. And it's really exciting. I'm excited that you are a part of the medical profession and you're recognizing it and that you're trying to, you know, use that in what you're doing with your clients, because I think we need more of that and especially need more of that in the with physicians who treat people medically for illness and and disease, because I think you hit it on the head when you said that a lot of the disease and illness and things that we see in the body happen because of those unresolved emotions. I truly believe in that. I believe yeah. that happens a lot. I do too. And, and we see it. I mean, you see people um, that even maybe, maybe, maybe not take a quote spiritual approach, but go to a psychoanalyst and they're, you know, cured from their headaches or 
um, their medical illness improves or goes away. Um, we see that happen. So yeah. yeah. And I see actually my, my, the physician friends that I have too, I mean, you know, I get a little conflicted because I think in some ways they, they get a bad rap. They're very loving people and they went into this profession to help people and they really work so hard. And, the, you know, the call that they've taken and the financial um, strains that they initially put on themselves and um, how the amount that they work and the, and the care and the love that they put into their patients. I see it. They're coming from a position of where they were trained and how they were brought up. Right. Um, so I can see how, um, other people may, may perceive it, but they really are meaning well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've known some of them that have gone through also a spiritual transformation. I know, you know, an ER doc that I know had a stroke and that really brought him to a spiritual awakening and another nephrologist just, um, I don't, there's not a trauma that I know that he went through. That's a kidney doctor that he just really um, realized the benefit of, of plant nutrition and uh, really shifted his practice. So it's really neat because I think that that's why they call it the great awakening. More and more people I see are, are awakening yeah. to, to unique. That's exciting. That's very exciting. And, it I is. That. and I really hope that happens more and more because I think that we are so in need of that. You know, people are dying physically and emotionally from just not knowing how to care for themselves, whether it be their emotional, spiritual, or physical selves. And, yes. you know, we need to, we need more people who like you, who step up and, and, and help others in their journey. So I love yeah. that. It's, it's been such an honor and such a privilege. So I'm very excited and I, I'm grateful to be on this show. It's a really neat show. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, like I said, I love what you're doing. So if we have people out there who are listening who, you know, maybe want to work with you or maybe they just like to learn more, what's the best way for them to follow you or to, to get a hold of you? So my website is um, Oracle, O-R-A-C-L-E dash M-D dot com. And um, on that website, We'll have a phone number, which you can, uh, that's the office number. You can call or text. I answer all my own calls and texts. Um, and so it's very private. And also on that website is a link to uh, the book that I wrote um, called um, True You, True Unity, Transforming Your Life with the Quantum Power of Love. And um, I'm trying to put a PDF on the website so that you can just download it for free. But right now it's on Amazon. Um, and I think I, the ebook copy, I didn't know how to make it free on there. I think there's a way, but it's 99 cents. But I do want everybody to have it because I do believe the more that um, we expand our love and the more people that awaken to this, the easier it is for us to keep in a higher vibration with positive thoughts and, and positive manifestation of, you know, love and whatever wonders we want to manifest in our life. And so I think the more that we can share these things, um, you know, regardless of cost, I think it benefits everybody. 
Absolutely. Not, not about money to me. <laughs> well, a 99 cents is really nothing. So if you have that, I absolutely urge you to go and check that out. And uh, your puppy was urging people to go and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his name, puppy. That's what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm a dog lover. And I know a lot of my uh, audience members are too. So we love sometimes from time to time we hear from our little fur babies, but that's what happens when you work from home. So I love that. <laughs> that. Yes. And I want to thank you so much for being on here and for sharing your wisdom. And again, truly grateful that you're doing what you do to help. Oh, us. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. I'm grateful to you too. Again, it's a great podcast that you're bringing this to everybody. So it's very exciting. Thank you so much. And thank I want you. to thank all of you too, for listening to us today and for always supporting this podcast and joining us as always. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Some stars on iTunes would be amazing. That is such a great energy exchange. And if you want to follow me or work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.